Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Mark Bell's Power Project podcast, hosted by Mark Bell, co-hosted by Nsima Eang and myself, Andrew Zaragoza. Today, we have another Power Byte for you. In case you missed it, a Power Byte is just a shortened clip from a full-length podcast uh, highlighting a certain topic that we think maybe you might have missed or we just really want to uh, draw some more attention to it. Today's Power Byte comes uh, from our, our buddy John Meadows, and uh, this one was recorded on February 13th of this year. So this goes back before uh, a recent incident where he was hospitalized, but that just makes it even more important because what we're talking about is uh, anabolic steroid abuse. Um, we get his opinion on you know what what people are doing today. He tells us what he was doing back in uh, his uh, you know his his competitive days, and um, what, what's really eye opening is that he did take extremely good care of himself. He he took the necessary steps. And still something happened uh, just a, a couple of, I, I want to say like maybe a month or two after this discussion. So again, uh, we just really wanted to highlight this because people need to be more careful. Uh, if you guys like this uh, Power Byte, we actually did a two-part series with John Meadows. So please check the uh, YouTube and Facebook descriptions uh, and the uh, podcast show notes for links to listen and watch the entire conversation with John Meadows. So I hope you guys enjoy this power bite. Let us know at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram at MB Power Project on Twitter. And yeah, we'll catch you guys later. A lot of young guys on YouTube are on YouTube telling people, you know, what they take. And there's these massive amounts of just shit and guys follow that. And it's probably not safe. So what I want is like, what is your advice to young guys that are interested in, you know, taking anabolics and stuff to get bigger, whether they want to go into bodybuilding or powerlifting or whatever. But how can they do that stuff while still taking, I guess, into consideration their long-term health? Well, you know, one thing that it's so different now, um, now in good ways and bad ways. Mm. So first of all, the coaching is maybe not so good now in bodybuilding. You've got a lot of young guys that came to the sport that, um, prescribe some very heavy doses and um, like triple what I ever took. And these guys are coaches and people look up to them and they don't realize how really poor of a coach they are. And, you know, we used to have access to things much easier, much cleaner than you do now. Um, I haven't been involved in any underground stuff for years and years and years. I'm fortunate to have a doctor that I work with. But um, I would. But the one thing that's popped up a lot is all these HRT clinics and things like that. So if you go that route, at least you're doing it legally. At least you're getting blood work done. Blood work is not the end all, be all. But at least it's a, at least you're measuring something. At least you're watching. If you know if you're taking Anavar from a clinic, at least you can watch your HDL. At least you can watch your ALT and your AST and your liver, blah blah blah, and so forth. So I always approach. I always have people approach it from a perspective of try to find a doctor that's responsible that can help you. Sometimes that's not always easy. Um, but I would start there first. You don't know what you're getting off the underground. People ask me all the time, have you heard of this? I'm like, no, dude, I haven't heard of any of this stuff. Um, in the old days, we used to just send somebody to Mexico and they'd fill up a <laughs> fake gas cart, fake tank of gas in her car with stuff and drive it over the border. You oh, know? Man. Um, but um, so I would start there. And then the other thing I would say is people vastly overestimate what you really need. Okay. I take a 200 milligram shot of Sipionate every Saturday. I'll probably have to do it the rest of my life. That's what I've done for three years now. 
when I won my first contest, um, I had a, one of my training partners, his dad was a veterinarian. So uh, I was very anti-drug, very anti-drug. I might've even been one of the guys crying about cheaters. I don't know if I was or not, but it wouldn't surprise me. But I, I educated myself and I thought, you know what? Maybe this stuff isn't as bad as people are making out to be as long as you're responsible with it. So anyways, my friend says, hey, John, um, I saw a bottle of Winster on my dad's vet truck. You want it? And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so um, if, if it's good enough for a horse, it's good enough for me, you know? So he gave me a 30cc bottle of Winstrel, and that's what I use 50 milligrams every other day for 60 days for my first show, first men's show. I won the overall. Um, so I went, I didn't take testosterone until I won the state championship. I didn't take growth hormone until my second year at the USA. And nowadays, like if you tell people, even at like a stage show, these guys have this thing in their mind, well, I need a thousand megs of tests. I need the most I ever took in my life for a week was 750 milligrams. But these, these guys have this perspective now that they think you need 1500 megs of tests and a thousand megs of trend. So we used to have these parabolin ampules from Negma in France, and they came in these 1.5 milliliter ampules. It was a 76 milligram dose. I always thought that was odd that it was 76 <laughs> instead of 75, you know, 15. Anyways, so <laughs> two of those would be a good dose. So whatever 76 times two is, the really hardcore guys would take three ampules in a week. So whatever 76 times three is. But now you've got all these idiot coaches telling these guys they need 100 milligrams or to 200 milligrams a day of Tremolone. Um, not a good idea, right? I mean, you can actually find studies where, where it has a negative, um, effect on people's brains, like, like promoting Alzheimer's almost. So, um, I'm not against any of this stuff. I just think you should be responsible and, um, try to have somebody watch you that's smart, that had, that's got experience, particularly a doctor. If you can get a doctor that works with you, um, I, I try to go beyond blood work. You know, my HDL has kind of been up and down. Sometimes it's up as high as 60, sometimes it's down as low as 25. So I went and got a calcium score test done. You know, it looks at actual calcium in your arteries. So that I know, like, there's no doubt in my mind if something's, you know, it, I actually got done when Dallas McCarver died. Like when mm. he died, I was like, I wasn't taking as much as these other guys, but I've taken a lot of stuff if you look at it cumulatively over the years. So I went and got a calcium score test done and you know, I was very happy with the result. But so I try to take a real proactive approach to looking at this stuff and staying healthy and, and things like that. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, when you're young and I remember having a, a, a mentality when I was in my 20s, that was a little different. It was like, I'm scared to see what it's going to be. So, like, forget it. I'm not even going to get blood work done because I'm scared. I don't even, I don't want to even look at it. I'm scared of it. But luckily, I had a good doctor. Dr. Serrano, who basically forced me to um, get the labs done and so we could start tracking stuff. But, I, you know, I was fortunate. Um, so anyways, those are just kind of some of my thoughts on that. 